Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel. Today, we are talking about the truth about money. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sounds good, right? <laughs> I'm really excited to dive into the topic of money with you. Of course, we're always talking about money here. Businesses make money. That's one of the goals, like the primary goal. However, I want to talk a little bit about what money is, what it isn't, and how to work on your relationship to money. This comes up all the time inside the Holistic Business Academy. This comes up all the time in my free coaching Thursday questions. So I thought we would do a whole episode on it. Um, We are going to be talking about money work today. And if you are someone who's like, I would like more, please. I would like my business to be making more money. I would like to be having a greater impact and to see that reflected in my income. Then I want to invite you to join me for my free training that is going to break down how my holistic business framework can be used by you immediately after this training to attract more customers without doing all of the fucking things in the world that people on the internet are telling you to do. Our free training is happening on July 13th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It is live. We will be there. We have a solid hour-long value-packed training, and then I will stay and answer your questions as long as need be afterwards. You can register for the free training at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash attract. We will have a replay for folks who register, but if you are able, I highly recommend block off that hour, hour and a half. Give yourself the gift of actually showing up for yourself in your business at that time. So you can ask questions, so you can participate. Um, We're going to talk essentially about how to use attraction marketing, how to shift your mindset around selling, and how to actually get more customers without adding more to your to-do list. Because I know y'all are overwhelmed and busy, and what you need is to get to the meat. So let's get to the meat today, or, you know, the cauliflower steak if you're a vegetarian, whatever. Let's get to the the crux of the issue. Uh, Money, right? So... Money, money is such a fascinating topic to me. And when I started my business, I had to do a lot of what we might call money mindset work to really start to shift my perspective around money, making money, generating money, and of course, charging people for things. Even though most of us have made money at some time, you probably have had a job, maybe you have a job now. When we become our own employers, when we develop our own business, the relationship tends to change. We tend to develop some nerves around it. All of a sudden, it's not that an employer has said we are worth this much an hour and that's what we're getting paid. We have to decide what our time and expertise is worth and we have to tell other people to pay it to us, right? When you work in uh, a job, you usually have a conversation when you're hired and then you know maybe once a year or so uh, to assess how much you're getting paid. In a small business, you are doing this every single day. So money becomes this this very big focus, especially if you want your business to be full-time or to sustain you in a very supportive way, then you're going to be looking at money. Now, there are some really, honestly, some pretty crappy takes about money in the wellness space. Um, Everything from spiritual people shouldn't charge for money. Y'all should see the comments I get on my Facebook ads. It is people who are like, Uh, I can't, you know, that's exactly what we need. Capitalist witches. Like, (laughs) obviously they haven't listened to this show. 
Um, you know, or people saying that, oh, you shouldn't charge for spiritual gifts or, oh, I always give that away for free. If you charge, that's, you know, the work of the devil. Your gifts will go away. All sorts of like seriously damaging stuff that, you know, is not within the context of our present reality. <laughs> Most of us need to make money to, you know, survive and enjoy life, right? So we have this money is bad, you shouldn't make any. On the other side of that, we have a kind of prosperity gospel of spirituality, which is really not that dissimilar similar to prosperity gospel of evangelicalism, which is that if you're good, you deserve to make money, right? That if you do good work, you deserve to do it. You are worth it, right? This is where you hear this, charge your worth. Or you'll hear things um, like another version of this is that money is just an energy, right? And if you have to match the vibration of money as an energy in order to make more, and that's all you have to do, you just have to vibe higher. Money's just, it's just vibes, man, <laughs> right? We have these kind of polar opposites. Money is bad, evil, trading it for spiritual work is bad, you're a bad person, um, why don't you get a real job? <laughs> or whatever is on like that one side. On the other side, we have this like, Oh, money is abundant and and flowing and if you vibrate at the right frequency, it's just an, it's just an energy and it it um it's neutral, right? Money is neutral is something that I I see a lot too. Uh you've probably heard some of these things, right? And that's just within like the spirituality wellness space. I'm not even talking about like the wider world where you probably learned a lot of things about money from your parents. Money doesn't grow on trees, right? Or ugh, People like us don't buy things like that, right? Or people like us don't shop there, which goes both ways, by the way, right? Wealthier folks like looking at thrift stores, people who are experiencing poverty, looking at, you know, nicer stores, it doesn't matter, right? Or more expensive stores, right? All these stories. And then also like money comes from hard work. All, all these different stories, right? Inside the Holistic Business Academy, we have a whole, we have a couple lessons on belief work and money mindset where we go more into this. So if you're an HBA and you haven't done those yet, please go do them. It's going to crack things open for you if you're experiencing challenges in this space. So here's the deal. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to share my opinions here, right? I'm usually pretty clear on this. I trust you all know that these are my opinions and that I'm not God, but I just want to pre-frame that. And uh, yeah, I trust you to use discernment here. The second thing, though, is that what's foundational to how I work with just about everything in the world <laughs> is through the concepts of picking up and putting down beliefs, cosmology, thoughts, concepts, right? Um, beliefs, cosmology being how you understand the world works, but these things are tools. They are systems of thought. They are a way of approaching the world. And that often we become very entrenched in them and forget that we are working inside a framework. We, um, you know, it's the, <laughs> there's definitely some, you know, maxim or like very like motivational thing about like, you know, a fish not realizing that it's in water, right? Because that's the environment. We do that with our beliefs, our thoughts, our frameworks, the tools that we use all the time. They become our environment. We become null uh, and numb to the fact that they are changeable. One of the really cool things about being human, one of like the real gifts of humans is change, especially if we cultivate it. And that we are able to look at different ideas, see different perspectives to actually notice the medium that we are in, to notice the air that we are in. That level of, of awareness, of cognition, of, of metacognition, of awareness of our own thinking, right? That, that's, like a, that's something humans are pretty good at if we allow ourselves to be. Working with money is no exception. 
You've heard me probably talk a lot, and we will today, about, you know, the kind of intersection of fate and free will, of personal agency and the environment and you know, systemic reality. And I'm very interested in those tension points, right? What is outside of our control? What do we have control over? Where can we find the nuance between understanding the environments we are in, the systems we are in, systems thinking, right? And the kind of inevitability of how that drives us forward. And how can we, how can we jailbreak, right? Where can we break free of that? Where do we have power to create change, to choose differently, to question? Money is going to require all of those tools. Money and making money at this moment in time with your own business requires all of these tools. And I just want to be upfront. I think this is kind of exhausting. <laughs> I do not pick up all these tools every single day, every time I ask for a sale, every time I post a new offer, every time I check my bank account, right? That would be, I would never get anything done and I would just be burnt out and like crispy fried in the corner. But noticing that changing your relationship to money or starting to shift what is possible for you, that it is active work and it requires using your big, beautiful, sexy brain to think differently and to discern. I want to say that because I think that the the conversation on the internet and in a lot of like business spaces is often very flat and very, you know, just think better thoughts or just work harder. And I think the reality is far more nuanced and far more complicated. So uh, y'all, money is not just an energy. I, I gotta say that. Um, you know, I've said that before. I've believed it for a while. Sarah Goddess Diener, I think posted something about it a little while ago. Uh, Sarah was on the show last year. We can link to um, her episode in the show notes. It was a great episode talking about kind of anti-capitalism and business. And I think I saw that come across my feed, um, which is probably what triggered this entire thought in me. So I want to reference Sarah there. But like this whole money is an energy thing. Like it makes no fucking sense. Now, if you're working within a framework of cosmology where everything is an energy, well, then sure, money is an energy. But what people mean when they say this, and if this has been useful for you, like don't don't stress. Like I'm not I'm not coming for you. But what people mean when they say that is essentially they are trying to denude money of the challenges that it presents in reality. By saying money is just an energy, we're trying to make it neutral. We're trying to say that it does not have impact, that it is not impacted, that money itself is, yeah, that it, that is a neutral force. I fundamentally disagree. Money is not a neutral force. <laughs> it can't be. It cannot be a neutral force because it exists in relationship to us as humans and the systems that we are part of. So this whole money is an energy thing. It is a, it is a, in my opinion, it is a, a spiritual bypass that is designed to trick your brain into ignoring the challenges that money creates in our culture, in our society, and for people's very real tangible survival needs, right? Money has an actual impact on people's lives. We'll talk about some of the cool things that money are in a minute, but money has a real impact on people's lives. Saying it's just an energy becomes a spiritual bypass. It leads to blaming people for um, not changing their situations, not being able to make more money, for example, it reinforces this idea that you just need to kind of constantly vibrate higher or whatever. I never really, I'm going to be honest, this whole like vibrating higher thing. I'm like, I, like, what do you even fucking mean by that? I guess like posi vibes. You just need to do that and more money will come, right? And that also can create this negative feedback loop because if we do that and money doesn't come, then it means we're doing it wrong, right? And there's actually a kind of uh, almost like, like 
orthorexia purity of thought um, culture that develops around this. Um, that like all of your thoughts have to be pure, right? That, it ha- it can lead to some dangerous places, to some challenging places, to some very compulsive and self-destructive places, in my opinion, right? If you're using that tool right now and it feels good for you, awesome. But notice the word I said, tool, right? This is a tool you can pick up and also put down. So I don't think money is just an energy. The most useful language for this has come to me through spirit work, uh, specifically through my a friend, colleague, and co-founder of the Pyre School of Entrepreneurial Witchcraft, Ren Zatapak, who talks about money as a spirit, right? And within a kind of an animistic spirit work approach, everything's a spirit, right? Ren refers to spirit as being identity. Anything that has an identity has a spirit, is a spirit. So money is definitely a spirit. And the second piece here that this kind of cracks open for us is that money then is a child of humans, right? This is a spirit that we created. And that starts to kind of crack open some possibilities in the sense of understanding our relationship to it. There's a lot of layers here, but, and Ren teaches more about this inside the Pyre School, so uh, you should get on our waitlist for Pyre School. (laughs) But essentially, we invented money, we created it. This whole money is just an energy thing. Um, Money didn't exist before humans. It's, It's a child of humanity. It comes from it's something we've created, right? Money is not like as old as the fucking trees, right? It is not a an elder god, so to speak. This is a this is a younger god. This is a younger spirit. And recognizing that it is something that we created, I think is very important. That's one of the reasons I can't believe that it is quote just an energy. You hear things like universal law, um, you know, the like the twelve laws of manifestation or whatever. Um. These are things that humans, if you're going to work in that framework, it still has to be something that humans co-created, that humans worked with, right? The way that we think about things is not the way that other beings on this planet think about things. It's like trees don't think the way we do. Animals don't think we, the way we do. We have different brains. So money then comes from our brains. It comes from our relationship to the world. Money is fucking old. It's been around for a while. Exchange is not a new thing, right? Money is actually, money is not capitalism, for example, right? Often these things get very intertwined. Money is not capitalism. Money predates capitalism. Exchange predates capitalism. And money is something we created. And it's something that we are in relationship with. So we basically, at this point in our lives, as humans, we created this thing. And most of us are grossed out by it. Most of us hate it. Most of us think that it is a moral indicator whether we mean to or not, there's a lot of a lot of layers of that. We can get real, real Protestant theology about it <laughs> if we want, um, but there there's there are a lot of layers to why we view money as a an arbiter of moral good um, or moral ill, and that tends to be internalized, whether we quite consciously believe it or not. That tends to be something that's inside a lot of us, right? It's definitely baked into our our cultural systems in terms of how we understand, you know, poor people versus rich people, the the myth of meritocracy, the the myth of the bootstrap. It's very like Western thought, but like the US has done some really impressive work when it comes to money dogma. Thanks guys. But this is something we made. Okay, we created it. That means that we are in a very active relationship with money, right? It is a child of humanity. We made it and then we constantly are like, oh, you're gross and fucked up and I hate you. We don't want to touch money. Uh, We don't want to um, people to know we have it when we do have it. Or we want to make sure everybody knows that we have it. 
and we think people who have it are bad, but we also want it. It's a, if, if money were a human, this would be a relationship that would be pretty fucked up for most of us, right? It would not be healthy. We would be, I mean, really cruel, right? Something that we, we you know, desire, but also avoid, that we criticize, but crave, right? So looking at money as a spirit, as an identity, as something we have a relationship with, placing it within an animistic framework starts to create some suggestions on how we can shift our relationship to it, okay? So this is something we created. It is its own entity, but it, it exists in relationship to us. There, there is a, a um, yeah, there's a link here. There is a link here. It's not neutral. And when we say money is neutral, right, we're also then ignoring the impact it has. So money may be as an identity, as a spirit. Um, I, mean, I don't think that you can have an identity and be neutral. That, that might be a me belief. Like that doesn't make sense. Like that doesn't track for me. Ne neutrality doesn't track for me. I don't think neutral is real. <laughs> um, I, was like, I don't think I believe in neutral. But, you know, when we say money is neutral or it's just an energy or it's just an exchange, we are denying the impact that it has on people. Now, whether that is the intent of money is to have that impact, probably not. I don't think that that's necessarily true. But impact matters, right? Intent is important, but impact is usually more important. Um, you know, these are the kinds of things that come out of uh, restorative justice frameworks and you know, looking at the world through the lens of what do what what you do doesn't matter as much as what it causes, right? The actual effect is the ma what matters. So saying money is neutral, one of the reasons I think this becomes very kind of toxic and challenging for people is because we know that's not true. <laughs> and there is a level of lying to ourselves when we say money is neutral, money is a spiritual tool, money is just a tool, um, money is a, a vibration, money is an energy. Part of us knows that's not true. So we've now created division in ourselves, a cognitive dissonance that if we, if we choose to believe that the only way to have a healthy relationship with money is by believing that it is neutral or, or an energy or whatever, whatever, pick your, pick your spiritual fighter, that we are now in constant cognitive dissonance with ourselves. Because most of us, and actually I'm going to go ahead and say all of us, have had an experience of money not being neutral. Whether that means not having enough, whether that means having um, like relationship issues because of having too much, family, friends, colleagues, looking around the world at large, right? You don't have to look very far to realize that you know money is not neutral. Not having money severely impacts people's lives, right? They don't have access. So, and having a lot of money can also severely impact in people's lives in different ways. It's obviously not neutral to me, right? Again, I said this is an opinion. So that dissonance is exhausting. That dissonance also, I think, starts to, I mean, this is, right, I'm probably getting off on a, a whole other thing, but when we constantly put ourselves in positions where we deny our reality, we, we create uh, we create a system where denial of reality becomes the only truth, right? We can't actually acknowledge our lived experiences or the lived experiences of others and still hold the, the, the dissonant belief. We usually have to choose. 
And often if that dissonant belief, right, money is an energy, money is neutral, um, whatever, is something we desire enough, that's become primary and important for us. Um, all, our, all our coaches are saying it. Everyone posts it on Instagram, right? Everyone. <laughs> um, we will start to deny reality even more, right? That, that ability to have empathy with others, to, to respect our lived experiences and lived experiences of others, that will decrease. We will start to lose that ability if we make a belief that requires the denial of reality primary. So what does this mean for you as a business owner, <laughs> right? Uh, money's not, I'm like, money's not neutral. Money's not like just an energy. Money has impact in the world. Um, there are a few other things about money that are important to know. Money in our present day actually is essentially unlimited, right? And this is a practical, tangible thing. We print money every single fucking day. Money is unlimited. That is not the same as saying it has no impact or you can just like snap your fingers and have more come out of the sky. It's not that simple. Well, I mean, essentially, I mean, American currency is essentially unlimited. And we've also seen people invent currencies, right? I, we are in the age of the cryptocurrency. People invent money, right? Again, we create money. Humans invented money. <laughs> so we have this. We see this with crypto. We see this with the stock market. We see this. If you guys really want to hear about people literally inventing money, um, read The Big Short. Oh, my God. That book is horrifying about the, um, about the crash in 2008 and the... Um, the really weird fucking like securities that people invented in order to that, that led to the crash. Um, really fantastic book to learn more about finance and how money is literally invented and just like comes out of fucking thin air. Those things are true about money. What we have to look at then is like, what is useful about that? And with all the things, what is useful? What tool do we want to pick up, right? Do we want to pick up the tool that, um, we, that money that maybe actually handling dollar bills is kind of gross because so many people have touched them. Is that useful to be like, money is gross, especially when we're working over the internet? Probably not. <laughs> like thinking something is gross and still wanting it is a little challenging from a relationship perspective, right? In this animistic context. Um, saying money is unlimited can sound really empowering until you realize it is unlimited. And most of us don't have access to that limitless nature of money as directly as we might like. But a way that belief can be useful is when we, to help us break out of this idea that when somebody buys something from us, we are taking something from them. Like it is a finite resource. People often think of money as if it's pie, right? It's a piece of a pie. If I take a piece of the pie, now you don't get a piece of the pie, right? This is the scarcity mindset that is, that is baked into capitalism. It's actually required for capitalism to work, right? This belief that there is not enough, especially with money, which is literally hilarious because it is also, as I said, money is... Uh, is essentially limitless at, at this present moment. It's not tied to silver, not tied to gold. It's just, it's, they just fucking make it up, right? So that can be useful if we're stuck in a belief system that says, that makes us feel like we're taking things from people when we charge for our work, right? Um, and that that's not gonna be replenished somehow. No, there's plenty of money, right? So we wanna start to look at these things. I'm trying to kind of offering a couple different perspectives and say, okay, great. What is my relationship to money now? And what do I want it to be? Because again, the truth about money is that it is very real. It has actual tangible impact in the world. 
It is not neutral. At the very least, its impact is not. And while it is essentially limitless, the way that finance is set up in the modern era, it's actually often not abundant, right? A, the, the overflow of money tends not to be readily available to us, um, at least us, us, us normies over here, right, who are not, um, yes, the, like running finance institutions and just, you know, rubbing two coins together and inventing subprime mortgage tranches and weird shit. <laughs> So really, read the big short if you have it. It is, it is mind-blowing. So how can we start to like work with this, right? So I mentioned at the very beginning that working with money actively is kind of exhausting. I've put a bunch of ideas in the pot. Um, some probably resonate with you more than others. I think a few other things. You know, the impact of money can be really important to, to keep in mind, um, as in what money does. I've before t- referred to money as essentially a form of power, in our culture, and I think it's really important to note that whether you want it to be that way or not, it is. Often, people who try to avoid money are also people who want to have massive impact on the world. I see this a lot with with spiritual entrepreneurs, with folks who are equity and justice led in their work. That there's this disdain for money, but having money would help the work they're trying to do. These are the things that we got to start to look at, right? If money is a is a form of power, if money is a form of communication. If money is access, if money is a resource, right? Because money in our culture, the impact of money is a lot of those things. Then what kind of relationship to money is going to help us to create the change that we want? So I gave you a bunch of ideas, right? The truth about money is that it's like super fucking complicated. That's the truth about money. I don't have a pithy one-liner for you. Money is not an energy. Money is not neutral. Money is not like abundant. Money is complicated and money is hard. This is a very fucked up relationship that we have created. We made this spirit, we made this child, we made this this money thing, and we have a truly horrific relationship with it. Often as individuals, but definitely as a collective. So what do we do with that? I started to say it again like five times, gonna say it again here. At different points in your business journey, different points in your day, (laughs) different points when you're doing sales, different points when you're doing stuff, different parts of these beliefs are going to be more useful, right? It is not always useful to pick up the belief of understanding the full impact of money in our culture. That is a lot to carry at any one time, right? That is the kind of thing that actually prevents us from taking action. But it's important to, I think, to be aware of the impact to create time to be present with that, whether that is if you're, so, you know, reading the news, <laughs> listening to the stories of people in your community, reviewing the way money is spent in your community, right? Seeing what is your city government spending money on. My current favorite one is that where I live in Asheville, um, our police department, a bunch of people fucking quit. Excellent. Go on, go away. And they are not cutting the police budget. <laughs> so now there's this massive overload on the police budget that's just going to sit there and just hang out. Uh, they missed the defunding part of defund the police. Everyone quit, but the money is still there. The money's not being put towards other uses. The money is not being redirected into community um, support needs, right? There's a time to engage with that information, to understand the impact of money, and to understand the impact of money in your own life, right? To look and see, oh, I really need this thing. I need this surgery. I need this house. I want to give my kid a fucking gift. Like, whatever it is that you're looking for. I need to pay my loan. I want to 
go out to a nice dinner. Like I don't, whatever your thing is, there's a time for that too, right? The, the good and the challenging of money and its impact on your life. But holding that all the time, like every time you go into a sales call with somebody, that's probably not helpful. Sitting on a sales call and being like, oh, wow, well, they're giving me this money and this has this kind of impact in the world. And I wonder what their relationship to money is. And that's a lot. (laughs) In a sales call, your job is probably to operate from that space of, I have something of value to offer this person. And they can choose whether or not they want to use their money resources in this way. Because while money is essentially limitless, they do not have a limitless amount. And I'm going to help them decide in service whether or not this is how the best place for them to spend their money, right? If this is what they want to do with it. That's a different energy. So we want to be able to pick up and put these things down. And that I think is, is kind of that first step. So, and that's a little bit of this, like, take what works, leave the rest, which, which comes from 12 step. People are being really weird about that phrase right now. And I understand that a lot of folks use that as kind of a, a way to like skirt accountability. Um, but the real point of that phrase is from 12 step and is a kind of like, if this tool is not useful for you, if this story is not useful for you, um, that's okay, right? You don't need to engage with all of it. Um, so I'm going to use that in the spirit of the 12 step meaning, not as an accountability shifting kind of thing. But yeah, take what works, right? If any of these beliefs or these concepts I introduced today are useful for you, explore them. But the first baseline, and we do this inside the Holistic Business Academy, um, you learn about this in the Water Beliefs lesson, and then in the Money Mindset lesson, we go deeper into this. So if you're in HBA, go check that out if you haven't already. If you're in HBA and it's been a minute since you've done it, you should probably do it again. <laughs> All of the stuff in phase one is important to do more. I mean, the entire framework is designed to be used more than once, but go check that out if you haven't already. We want to ask, what do you believe about money? I said some common beliefs today. You might have some different ones. You might have some things that you um, you learn specifically from your caregivers, from your family, from your friends, right? You might have some particular situations that you've been in uh, that have shaped what your experience of money is. We need to recognize what those beliefs are. What are the tools, the cosmology? What is the water, the environment that you are in when it comes to money, right? Do you have people who tell you that, like, you shouldn't be charging for your work, right? Or no one will ever pay for that. All of these are things now that are in your head that are that are without bringing kind of light to them is um, without bringing them kind of up to the consciousness, your, your like active consciousness are impacting how you interact with money. So what do you believe? The second step is then what do you want to believe? What is useful to you, right? For me, the extremely nuanced and complex and challenging cosmology of money that I tried to present today, I find that useful because I cannot exist in a world with only one truth. I don't believe in that, like when it comes to something like this, right? Money is money is plentiful and money is lacking. <laughs> Both of those things are tr- literally true at the same time. <laughs> so I find this useful but I don't actively engage with every slice of this cosmological belief system every moment of my business. Yes, what do you want to believe, right? Maybe a, a step one is like starting to believe that you're allowed to have money. I know a lot of folks that I work with, that's really hard. Am I allowed to have money? Am I allowed to survive? Really big fucking questions that come up here, right? So what do you want to believe? I'm allowed to have money. I'm allowed to have more than enough money 
If money is actually infinite, it is okay for me to have a little more than enough or a lot more than enough. Figure out what you need to believe, what you need to work with here. And then this third piece is if you believe that, this is where we get into the action. If you take that belief, what does that change in terms of your business and what you do? Right? For example, if you believe that, if you, if you're, if you are somebody who avoids your finances, this is pretty common, right? A lot of people I work with have no idea how much money they make. They're not doing bookkeeping. They are not, um, they're avoiding their bank account. This is really common. Um, and, and like no shame, really common stuff. We, uh, financial literacy, not a high priority culturally. Um, and with all the stuff we talked about, money is bad, money is evil, money is dirty, uh, you don't have enough, but it's also bad. <laughs> it, it makes sense that that behavior ends up for a lot of folks being avoidance, right? If you are like, oh, money, I want to have a healthy relationship with money, and you kind of use this animistic lens, um, well, if I want to have a healthy relationship with someone, I need to have a conversation with them on a, on a fairly regular basis, right? Doing your books <laughs> is that conversation right? That check-in, just like you're going to FaceTime your mom or something, you need to FaceTime your bank account. All right, that was silly. But how, if you, what beliefs you choose change the decisions you make, right? If you believe that it's important to have an active, healthy relationship with money, as if money really were a spirit, as if money were really a a tangible identity, a, a person, even if that's helpful for you to kind of personify that, that you have a relationship with, if you believe that's useful, that's going to change the actions that you take. So those are the three steps. What do you believe now? What would you like to believe? What's going to be useful for you to believe? What tools do you want to put into your belief kit? <laughs> and then how do those beliefs change your actions? It's an if-then statement, right? If I believe this, then I do this thing. And often what I see here is that a recognition of the complexity of money even though it is on some level harder to be actively engaged with than um, just saying money is an energy or whatever. As I mentioned with the, the cognitive dissonance piece, that long-term is not actually an easier belief system to work within um, and, and can be really damaging. But even if it, it, this is something that's a little bit more complex to engage with, it is going to give you the ability to pick up and put down different tools depending on the situation you're in, right? To pick up and pick, put down different tools depending on what you're working on and to allow that to actually impact how you present your work, how you charge for your work, how comfortable you are talking about money in your work, right? Because you need to get paid. And then how you relate to money in your business as a whole. Money is the fuel of a business. It's, it's required. It's the definition of a business was <laughs> to make money. Part of the definition. So how does shifting your beliefs impact what you do with money? And ultimately, what you're going to be doing with your life? So the truth about money. There is no truth. There are many truths. It is a many-truthed creature, a many-truthed spirit. <laughs> and when we engage with that complexity, we actually uncover more possibility. All right, 
I got a little heavy at the end. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, if you like talking about things like this, like looking at money through a psycho-spiritual philosophical lens, if that's useful to you, if you're like, wow, I appreciate nuance and complexity in the realm of business instead of reduction and um, bypassing, you might want to come to my free training. <laughs> it is called How to Attract More Customers Without Doing All the Things. Uh, ideal customers, people you actually want to be working with without doing more fucking shit because you I, I, everyone's doing too much. <laughs> I love, I love doing things. And um, we uh, also need to roll back the number of strategies and tools and tips and tricks that you are trying to implement so you can actually get the results you want in your business and help the people you're here to help, right? To actually get back to the impact part of your work while making good money like we talked about today. Um, if you like this vibe, you should come to my fucking training because this is kind of who I am. We're gonna, we're gonna curse. We're gonna have some really practical steps. We're also gonna do some business philosophy work. Uh, you can register for that at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash attract. We will link that up in the show notes. Training is live on July 13th, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Join me live if you're able. I highly recommend taking the time to give yourself that gift of presence to engage fully with some concepts to be able to put them into action. And at the end of that training, we are going to be reopening the doors for the Holistic Business Academy. So if you are not a member or you were a member a while ago and you're like, what's going on over there? Sounds like they've done a lot of improvements and added a bunch of stuff. We have. It is fucking rad. Come hang out. Um, you'll definitely want to check out the training because then you'll get an opportunity to join us, learn more about HBA, see if it's the right next step for you in your business. Thanks for joining me today for The Truth About Money. Uh, I hope that this has been impactful, that this has offered some different perspectives, that this has maybe challenged some of the uh, the bullshit <laughs> on the internet and giving you some other tools to explore when it comes to money. Thank you so much for tuning in and I cannot wait to see you on our training on July 13th. All right, bye for now. Mm-hmm.